Hey, dude, this dog like stinks, man. Okay, groomer, do something about it, man. you pet stylists you found the groom pod welcome to our virtual salon my name is Susie, and i'm your host i'm a mobile groomer from seattle washington and anyone who knows me will tell you i love to talk especially about my job one of my favorite people to talk to is my friend and mentor and co-star of the show miss barbara bird hey Susie! happy summertime <laughs> Well, Barbara Bird, welcome to episode 378 of the Groom Pod, recorded on, mm, what day is it? July 3rd, before the 4th. Woohoo! Happy Independence Day. God, no wonder I'm sweating. This podcast is brought to you by our kind sponsors, Best Shot, Show Season, Evolution Shears, Groomore, and Stazco. And if you would like to tip your podcasters, you can go to our website, thegroompod.com, and click on the donation button, or join us on Patreon. And thank you so much to every single one of you who does. And this week on The Groom Pod, we're going to have a bird's eye view of dogliness cream. We're going to learn about cedarol. Did I say that right? Cedarol. Cedarol alcohol. And if we have time, we will learn about the three-part system and whether we need to use all the parts or not. Well, Barbara, What's New is brought to you by Groomore Software. But here's the thing. Groomore Software just did an update and it's really cool. It is a route maximizer kind of a thing. So you take your day, you open it up, and you click on the route, and it will tell you exactly how many minutes are between each appointment. And if you tell it to optimize it, it will then resort your day into a more logical pattern. Wow. Yeah, I know. That might be good for beginning mobile groomers. Actually, it's good for anybody who is really into the money aspect because you lose a lot of money and time by driving the wrong direction or bad routing, this really economizes it and it makes it much more efficient in the way it routes you. Anyway, we love Groomore because they're always doing new things with their product. So if you haven't found Groomore, you're missing out. Groomore is an all-in-one software solution for your grooming business. Whether you are a solo mobile groomer or manage several shops, Groomore has everything you need. 24-hour online booking and forms, routing, credit card processing, reminders, Google Calendar and QuickBooks integration, and so much more. And the best customer service anywhere. Shop mobile or house call, Groomore has you covered. And they're giving us a free month. Just enter GroomPod22 in the coupon code. Well, Barbara, I bet you had nothing going on this week at all, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I had, a, I had such a, an exciting... Listen, let me tell you about my... I had high drama. High drama. High drama of a medical nature. Because this is what happened. I tried to get an appointment with a new primary care physician before we went to South Carolina. I located one. I just want to go to this fairly new clinic that's just up the street from me, four blocks up the street from my shop. 
And it's the same clinic that Yvonne goes to at another location. And she just loves this service and the people that she's met there. And I thought, you know, this is closer. And I was not happy with my current provider. I had a woman whom I highly respected, but I just felt that I was just another number. I hate that. I was just another folder. She knew me by my notes in her folder. I didn't feel like she really knew me. And not that I want to be a diva or anything, but I'm fucking special. We know that here. (laughs) We know that. I'm fucking special for my age, for my productivity, what I'm doing still. And um, she didn't quite get it. I never felt like we were getting ahead of things. We were. It was just always kind of starting from scratch uh, all three or four times that I saw her. So I wanted to go to a new provider and I got an appointment for after our trip, which is probably a good thing because looking back, if I'd been able to see somebody before our trip, they probably would never have cleared me for that trip. Yeah, not a chance. <laughs> And I've known for months, several months, my Apple Watch has been telling me that my heart rate was going over 120. I thought, well, that's interesting. Thank you very much. (laughs) Because I had a thorough heart workup like at the beginning of the pandemic. I remember. I mean, I know lots of copays and everything. And I got kind of a clear bill of heart health. I just didn't pay any attention, very little attention. And it kept getting worse and worse. And I would wake up in the morning and my eye watch would say, your heart went above 140 plus 36, meaning that it was sending me notifications all night long that my heart was way up there. I told one of my customers and she said, you know, you really got to get that looked at. That's not a good thing. And I thought, well, okay. So that was one of my main reasons for seeking out a new physician and getting an appointment while I went there. And they just went all stat over my heart rate. So I didn't even get far enough with a primary care physician coming in because my heart rate was just like too high. And it wouldn't, they couldn't get a reading. They, you know, this tech tried, that tech tried. They blamed the equipment. They blamed everything. And I said, no, that's about where I've been. And um, then they said, we can't let you go from here without an appointment today with a cardiologist. And I thought, well, good luck with that. <laughs> Took me six weeks to get an appointment with you. How are you going to get me to a cardiologist? Well, they found one. It's kind of across town. It's this little small Catholic hospital called St. Mary's that's been here for years and years since I've been here. It's one of the original three hospitals in Tucson. The doctor over there, I went to, they sent me up with an emergency appointment that day, and she immediately put me on a couple of medications and said, come back in a week. Well, next week came by, and the day before my appointment, I could not even get myself out of bed. I was so tired, so weak, so pathetic, 
that all I could do is just like lie there and watch TV and have my dog snuggling. And that, that's how I spent the day before. Next day I got up and somehow went to that appointment. She took one look at me and called the EMTs. She said, I am sending you to the ER right now. You look bad. Your heart is out of control. This hasn't helped you. And I'm concerned. And so I just went, they, she wouldn't, I said, well, can I just walk over there? It's the same building, just the other side, right? No, uh, we're not taking a chance. And at this point in time, Barbara shoots me a text message that says, they're taking me to the ER. And then radio silence. <laughs> Sorry, but at least I got that out. I you knew know? you were safe. And I figured, you, since I'm on your emergency list, that if something had happened, they would call. But I couldn't find her at the hospital. I couldn't get anybody to acknowledge she was there. I did finally get to Yvonne, and so I was able to kind of get a handle on things that way. But yeah, it was kind of crazy. <laughs> so carry on. So they take you to the ER. Well, there I was in the ER. And I felt like, you know, like they, they kept asking me, how do you feel today? And I kept saying, I feel like shit. <laughs> Let me summarize that in four words. I feel like shit. You know? <laughs> and they said, I don't understand how you're even up and about, how you even got yourself here. You should be falling down and passing out. I said, no, I'm just a mess. So they, I mean, they hooked me up every which way. I had tubes coming out of places I didn't know I had places. And um, <laughs> they, uh, they started me on some medications. And then that afternoon, they did an electric shock procedure. Um, <clears throat> and in this case, they made me swallow a camera, which I don't even remember because they gave me a Michael Jackson shot into Neverland. Love that stuff. <laughs> and the good news was that that camera revealed I did not have any clots in my heart. Cool. Not at immediate risk of heart attack or stroke, but that was high on the possibility because of this high runaway heart thing. And I was diagnosed with having a flutter which is a cousin to AFib, but it just means that one chamber of my heart is just like fluttering like a little butterfly. And it's supposed to be going, and they said, well, no wonder you've been tired from once. Your heart is functioning at 35%. Oh my gosh. That's scary. What happened I'm in the ER and they they gave me the shock therapy and it kind of got me lined up again. But a few hours later, my heart just went, Meh. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm just a naughty little puppy. I'm <laughs> doing it like I want to do it. I'm going to flutter. And so then everybody comes. It <laughs> 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 was drama. And the damn nurse on duty that night had, like, no sense of humor. Oh, that's no fun. Anything I tried to make a joke of, he would say, this is no joke. I'm trying to save your life. 
Oh. <laughs> Come on. Get a sense of humor. Humor is my lifesaver. That's humor right. is my superpower. Don't take it away from me. <laughs> and his name, he was named after my dog. I shouldn't have told him. His name was Marcos. Oh. I said, oh, I have a dog named Marco, and he was immediately offended. <laughs> <laughs> and then I did another faux pas. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I did a Karen. Uh-oh. You know, I was in a... <laughs> I was in this bed with a glass door and window looking out into the hallway of the ER. And I was like right at an intersection where different hallways inside the ER met. And people, so people were constantly going past. And I was noticing how they were dressed. You know, I'm always I'm I'm a I'm 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 a culturist. I like to see what's going on. How are we dressing? How are we singing? What's the deal? And so I know that this team that night they were. Um, I mean, I remember I was a nurse's aide at Arizona State Hospital for a summer, and I had to wear a white dress uniform. And everybody wore white. And that was it, period. You know, it had to be a regulation uniform dress white. And I had to wear it every single day. Not a single bit of white in there that night. <laughs> and people were wearing, you know, like tights. And some people had um, bandanas around their head. Some people had scrubs, caps. But some people had bandanas around their head. And there was this gorgeous black woman, young, tall, shapely. She had on the burgundy pants. And then she had a headscarf that was a bright print that also had some burgundy on it. And it was tied and then hanging down her back. It was so cool. Ah. She looked so good. And then she had a woman's basketball team shirt on. She was just a regular Brittany Griner in the flesh. And so she came into my room and I said, I love the way you're dressed. <laughs> and? <laughs> like a fart in church. Oh. <laughs> she didn't appreciate it. You know, like, well, thank you for your approval, Miss White Lady in the bed. You know, like, <laughs> oh well, I, fuck, and I couldn't climb out of it. Oh well, she was just like, I'm not your friend, <laughs> and so I just, and so it just kind of haunts me. It just haunts me about how innocently and quickly you can fall out of woke right <laughs> <laughs> it was this is a faux pas and i said sorry i just thought you looked good and y'all look like a bunch of pirates back here blame it on the drugs so i was there for three days in icu while they 
you know, tried different things and tried to get my, so like when my heart rate went up, my blood pressure went way down. That was the other side of the drama. They, they, it was a little touchy there for a while. And, um, but finally they kind of got me sorted and, and at last they got me a regular bed. I was in the gurney for like two and a half days. I was in this hard as rocks gurney that just like makes your tailbone feel like it's stuffed up your ass. And uh, I mean, God, that I was so sore and they blew out three of my veins with IVs and, and, you know, like one of them was in my arm and it still, it still feels the vein in my left arm feels like rope. Oh yeah. It's ever going to heal. And then the other arm blew out too. And my hand blew out and I, it was just, but except for my little faux pas and, and that there was really good people around me the whole time that I was in there. And once I got into the, uh, I got moved upstairs to the Regular. one step above ICU floor. And those people were, the techs were a little bit more informal and um, able to take a joke. And uh, <laughs> I almost so, fired my financial advisor because he couldn't take a joke. I'm like, if you yeah. don't get me, I don't want you handling my money. <laughs> but I finally <laughs> broke through. <laughs> you know, like, but but as soon as I walk, but as soon as they're rolling me in to my room on the third floor, that somebody noticed my hair was pink, and it was a woman that had beautiful teal in her black hair beautiful job and she said can we just call you pinky <laughs> and i said sure blue <laughs> call me whatever you know so she and i hit it off and then you know these other people hit it off and they were really good to me and i i felt cared for the food was actually good they actually had somebody that cared in the kitchen it was seasoned. There was taste. That makes a big difference. It makes healing better. But it was it was just sort of like a a shock because I never expected to have a heart problem and then to tell to tell me that my heart had been damaged by my failure to act on the high heart rate over these months that I'd actually done harm to my heart. That felt bad, but they said that chances are once they get it all straightened out, it will regain most of that Good. that was lost. And I have one more procedure. They did another shock procedure, waited another, you know, 12, 16 hours and I was okay. And so then they discharged me. But now I need to go for an ablation where they go up through my leg and they find the nerve to the muscle that's fluttering and they cauterize it and then and that's a permanent fix. Okay. And they told me the cardiologist says the good news is that your flutter is in a place where it's easy to locate that nerve and it's almost always a lifetime fix. Oh good. So 
Yay, well, we're happy about that. We'll, we'll give that guy an applause. I'm back. I'm still short of breath. I'm still kind of fatigued. I'm back at like 50, 60%. There's more to go. But I'm optimistic that I am, in, within the next month or so, I'm going to be feeling better than I have in months. Just to point out, Barbara Bird, while we were in South Carolina, we got the honor and pleasure to go out in Curtis's boat on the lake. And we went down to the boat in the golf cart. But when you had to come off the boat, you walked up that hill and you could have easily gone right then and there. I don't know how you made it up the hill on 35% of your heart. It just shows you that your heart must be gigantic. <laughs> but it made it all the way up that hill. Holy crap. That was the first thing I thought of when you uh, told me what was going on. My medical team was amazed at my wherewithal for my age. Ha, they've got and, no idea. <laughs> and so, you know, but I remember that trip up the hill being quite a challenge. Yeah. Whew. <laughs> yeah. That. Wow. We dodged. Well, I wasn't about to let Curtis drive me back up that steep hill because he almost crashed me, bringing me down. <laughs> Never mind, my friend. I'll Thank you for the, for the ride, but <laughs> I think I'll walk. <laughs> it was a little bit too exciting in the golf cart. Notice that I didn't have any high heart rate out on the boat. Well, I bet. I didn't have hardly any heart rate problem in South Carolina. Ah. My heart was happy there. It was when I came home and had to face the didn't have any money and that this and that that and somebody did this and somebody else didn't do that and nobody picked up a goddamn piece of paper on the floor of my house. So I know that we've got listeners probably somewhere in your local area, you know, maybe not next door, but somewhere close enough. It would be really great if we got together, we, I say we, but I'm states away, so I'm not much help with this. If we could get together a little work party to clean up Barbara's house a little bit so she can get through it a little more safely. There's a lot of trip hazards, fall hazards in Barbara's house. Here's the deal, people. I've been months, in fact, a couple of years without being able to do housework, and I haven't been able to pay because what's happening with me at my shop is that I have to pay assistant to be next to me all the time that I'm there. I can't work alone. All my income is being split with my help and it's not leaving me enough take home to hire a housekeeper and that kind of stuff. I am approved for home health care and help at home, but my house is so bad between the clutter and piles of piles and the roof falling in, the ceiling falling in, the conversation pit two feet from the front door, well, four feet from the front door, that's four foot deep, that, that I hardly have 12 inches to walk safely around the side, the edge of that. They're going to take one look at this house and just straight jacket me out of there and i don't and i don't want that you know i i am not ready for a nursing home and i am not ready 
to just let everything go in my house. But I desperately need some kind of loving help who will let me supervise and just pick things up and sort through things and box things and throw away things. I throw away stuff all the time, but it's not good enough. I just see home health as a door opening to a downward spiral. I just need to be safer in here. So if anybody's local to Barbara and would like to help me organize some help for her, just so we can get the house a little bit tidied up, get some of the garbage out of there, it'll probably require a trip to the dump because there's more probably boxes than there is recycling space. So anyway. Well, we could do it over time and have, you know... Like there's gonna there's no recycling tomorrow. Yeah. See, while I was gone, nobody put out my recycling. So now I have to wait another two weeks before I can dump my full recycling barrel. But we can do this over time. I don't expect it. My my vision is is that I could kind of make a list of things that need to be done and somebody could come in and pick one item off my list and do it for me. You know, um, something like that. I think that would be great. Or something like that. Yeah. And then we could just like pick away at it. And over a period of a month or so, we could just like handle it. It would be great. I would really appreciate it. It's very difficult being so many states away. And, and I've got my own stuff going on up here. I can't just drop everything and run down there to help. I wish I could. But I know there's lots of people out there that really care about Barbara. So let's see if we can't find let's some see. way. Just like so embarrassed about what's happening inside my house. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting, but it it's so bad that it's bad for my mental health as well as my physical health because I have to just shut my eyes to it. And now that I'm on these other medications, I'm off of alcohol. I can't do alcohol. I can't do, I can't smoke herb. None of the stress relievers. Yeah, all my little stress relievers and all my little way of like ignoring my space around me, it's gone. I just have to sit here and look at it. <laughs> well, Lord. I have a way you can yeah. make some money, That's Barbara. I've out. got a way I you can. can make some money. I have a way. I've managed to figure out a way to host your webinars ourselves so that Woo! I know it's really going to be exciting. The first one we're going to do is going to be a curly coat webinar. It'll be coming up. Barbara's got to work on it for a while though. But the exciting thing is I've been working with a husband of a groomer locally here that I met at our mobile grooming roundup and he's helping us get the website into shape so that I can manage it myself and we can host the webinars and you can make the money off the webinars just for yourself. So that's what my goal has been. And it's taken me six months because I think that was my my New Year's resolution that I was going to get this working. But I think we're there, Barbara. I think it's happening. So you got to get to work on writing that webinar. All right. Curly hair coming up. Let's take a break. And then we're going to come back with a bird's eye view of dogliness. Let me tell you about Best Shot's newest addition to the Ultramax Pro line. Ultramax Hair Hold is a flexible hairspray that can be layered on for a stronger hold. Ultramax Hair Hold Spray is great, but my favorite new product is called the Max, and I won't groom without it. It's a fragrance-free, ultra-concentrate conditioner and detangler. 
It reduces drying time and handles undercoat and tangles like magic. Just a few drops in the final rinse or spray it on and dry it in. Contact your favorite Best Shot distributor or learn more online at bestshotpet.com. Grooming success begins with Best Shot in your tub. Made from the best stuff on earth. Ready, groomers? Here comes our first appointment. What brings up the subject of the dogliness cream? Well, actually, this is a question from, uh, I belong to a chat group on Messenger called Tucson Badass Groomer Chicks. Oh, <laughs> I like it. I would, yes. And um, a number of my friends are there, and it's all Tucson groomers, and they're all gaga over dogliness. You know, like they'll spend $300 for, you know, nothing. But anyway, they're, so they asked, so one of them asked me to look at the ingredients to the um, in a jar cream, the level up, they call it, level up cream, and see if I could tell her how the product worked because she says it just melts away mats. So I said, oh, sure, that's right up my alley. And I, w- and I thought, well, why not just turn it into a groom pod topic and I could um, share it with a lot more people. I always like, I don't, I don't mind doing one-on-one consultation for free, but I would rather be able to do something for a larger audience. Right. Right. So I said, well, let's just use it for a topic and uh, I'll share with everybody what I think about the label and the ingredient panel for this dogliness cream and this is it comes in a jar it's eight ounces for 80 bucks what so wow (laughs) yeah i'm telling you this dogliness product line is the most expensive so it now takes over the costlier is better category from i groom and le pooch right pooch was the first company that marketed their products by high price. High price equals higher quality. That's just an assumption that people make, that if I pay a whole load of money for this stuff, it's going to work, and I'm going to love it. And mostly they do, and this Dogliness line has a lot of followers and you know people that are coughing up. That's $10 an ounce, $80 for eight ounces of product. That's human scam worthy. You know what I'm saying? Well, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, I've never been one who will shy away from the cost of a product if I really think there's value in it. But that's the key. I don't see the value over, say, like another expensive shampoo. Best Shot's a little more expensive. But it's just a little more expensive. And it works. And it works. And it's higher technology. It's more modern. More advanced. More advanced. And this dogliness product is, you can listen back. I've done another review on them 
They're what I call a kitchen sink formulation. Ah. Okay, so let's say, I'm sure their formulator loves them because they set these very clear parameters. They have a whole bunch of ingredients that they call nasties, which pisses me off. They have a whole list of ingredients that they don't use. And that's one thing to say, we don't use silicones. We don't use phenol, phenol, axonol, blah, blah, blah. We don't use this. We don't use that. We don't use parabens. We don't use phthalates, you know, and many more, they say, and many more. <laughs> no this, no that, no na, 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 and many more. No, nothing that you don't like, right? Nothing that you've heard a bad word about. <laughs> they give a percentage of how close to natural it is, too. They don't use anything that's farther away from natural than 97.8% or some crazy number like that. Well, that's stupid. The thing is that I have no doubt that this is a good product. And in looking over the ingredients, I do not see anything that's like a miracle ingredient. It doesn't include one or two things that is like, oh, yeah, it's got this in it. That's the deal. That's the shit. You know, no, it's just got a lot of emulsified oils and botanicals in it. And if you put enough emulsified oils on hair, it's going to melt away mats. It's just a fantasy shampoo. If I could make a shampoo that had everything that I love in it and none of what people are afraid of, I could buy it as expensive as, as the ingredients are and charge a fortune for it. What would I make? And it's dogliness. It's just an over-the-top list of ingredients, any of which are good. But it we're all works in combination. You put enough saponified oils in there and it's going to make a good detangler, even if you don't have silicones. But what I don't like, this brand goes out of their way to avoid ingredients that they blatantly identify as nasties. That's fear-mongering and snobbery together, right? Absolutely. Now look at you can choose not to use silicone, but how dare you call it a nasty ingredient? Yeah. You can choose not to use PEGs and PPGs, even though some of the most innovative cosmetic ingredients of this generation are PEG and PPG polymers. Even most innovative in some of the highest end human products. You can go ahead and make a choice not to use that because of their way that they're manufactured with ethylene oxide, oh, petroleum. But to categorize across the board, these ingredients that you choose not to use as nasties, that's nasty. Tell me what this is, Barbara. Coconut seed butter. Coconut seed. Coconuts don't have seed. Coconuts are the seed. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't look up coconut seed butter because I also kind of just laughed at it. You know, it's just another way of calling it cocoa butter, of identifying cocoa butter. You know, it's gooey and greasy and it makes the hair slip. I'm sure that this is a good product. And they tell me that you could take like a pencil eraser amount and put it in water and spray and you're going to get amazing results as a leave-in conditioner. I don't doubt it at $10 an ounce. If that's worth it to you, go for it. But another thing that I let loose on is this first ingredient being aloe juice, water, aloe juice. Well, some of you know already how I feel about how aloe has moved from the middle or the end of the ingredient list to the front. It's run to the front of the lineup. This simply means that they've mixed diluted aloe powder with the water for the product. This is a cream. This is a thick cream. Uh, let's say it's got 50% water and you take... 40% of that water and you mix it with the aloe powder and you call that aloe juice. So it has water and aloe juice as the top things. It just doesn't even mean that there's more aloe there than when the aloe appears later in a list of ingredients. It could be the same amount. It could be less. It could be a pinch but they can call it because they've mixed it with the water of the product and together they form the most in volume, by volume ingredient in the product. I see four things in this ingredient list that jump out to me as being effective at their jobs. And that's like glycerin, lanolin, olive oil, and panthenol. Those four things alone probably do everything you need it to do without all of the rest of the stuff that they've got in here, right? Well, and the cedar roll alcohol. Okay. Which is the base and the emulsifier. So, you know, you've got to have, so cedar roll alcohol, that's, an, we're going to discuss that separately, but you're right. And glycerin is cheap. It's one of the cheapest humectants because it's a byproduct of all soap manufacture. So it's just readily available. And we know that panthenol is fantastic. Panthenol actually has been scientifically established to enter the hair cortex and provide more flexibility to the hair shaft, i.e. less brittleness and um, moisture to the inner core of the hair shaft. So panthenol is an excellent ingredient. And I do think that this, I'm, I'm glad that <clears throat> um, the poster that asked me to take a look at these ingredients is one of the ladies who is working on poodles, standard poodles. I think she has a poodle that's out with a handler. So And so she's banding the hair and that kind of stuff. This product is good to prevent damage and banding the hair. 
But there are other products that are good out there. This product is very much like a human conditioner mask. So it's got phytosterols, but how we don't know if it's fair. That could be fairy dust amounts of phytosterols. It's not enough to make this product stand out above the crowd. What makes this product work is that it's in a near solid form. And by the way, please, if you're using a cream in a jar, don't dip your fingers in there. Oh, it's so hard not to, though. Oh, my gosh. But yes, I get it. Tell us why. Because it's too easy. It's a water-based product that's easy to uh, grow bacteria in there and mold. And actual nasties. Yeah, I'm speaking of nasties. Mold is pretty nasty. And if you dip your fingers in there and, you know, like you're not using that every single day and using it up real fast because, God damn it, it costs you $80. You don't want to use it up in a week. Well, <laughs> they, it doesn't have a very uh, aggressive preservative system in it. It's got preservatives, but they even say use a metal spoon use a spoon to, to dip out, um, even though it's so easy to have it like by your tub or table and you're just dipping your fingers into it. And we all like to feel creamy stuff in our fingers. My favorite is grime time. Yeah, the grime time. Um, the, one of the other alcohols that I noticed in here was Miristil alcohol. Miristil alcohol is a, a good one to include because it it lubricates and softens and moisturizes and it leaves a dry feel instead of an oily or greasy feel cocoa butter leaves a more of a greasy feel um and the uh hydrogenated olive oil is a good ingredient, but it's going to leave an oilier feel. But mixed in with the Miristil alcohol, you're going to have more of a nice, dry, silky feel instead of a greasy, oily feel, right? Right. And another thing that I like about the product, it contains a vegetable protein. Contains a protein ingredient. That's helpful, especially for curly hair. We'll get into that more in our curly hair webinar, but curly hair need, uh, does well with added protein because the proteins in the hair shaft are kind of not distributed as evenly and equally throughout the hair shaft as are the proteins within uh, straight hair. Okay. Okay. They also claim that it's tearless and hypoallergenic. That fragrance in an allergen-free composition. Best Shot has that. Well, I think we can believe that they have picked something that is on some list of being allergen-free. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bust them up for that. I think it's probably reasonably hypoallergenic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
I can accept that. Doesn't have any essential oils that are likely to be allergens. I think it's okay in that respect. Let's take a break and then we're going to go to your classroom and talk about cedar oil alcohol. Sometimes my clients don't like a walking air freshener. When these crazy people request a scent-free option, I go right to show season. Show season true tearless shampoo and hypo conditioner fit the bill. They are totally fragrance-free and yet hold up on their own as good products. True Tearless has been expertly formulated to be gentle to the eyes, skin, and hair while maintaining good cleaning power. Hypo conditioner is a great option as well, and it's one of our favorite conditioners with or without fragrance. So let's get fragrance-free. Use True Tearless and Hypo Conditioner from Show Season today. Go to showseasongrooming.com. Chris Bear Anthony here, visiting the Groom Pod. So, if you know me, you know how much I love my Evolution shears. They are the only shears I actually use. So, check out all the options, including customizable non swivels, at evolutionshears.com and give Abby a shout with any questions you might have. Groom Pod listeners get $10 off and free shipping with the code GroomPod. So, check them out today. Your hands will thank you. Groomers, take your seats. It's time for Bee Bird's Classroom. All right. The stage is yours. So um, I want to talk a little bit about cedaril alcohol, which is the kind of the foundation of the dogliness cream. It's very commonly found in conditioner mask ingredients where you want to have a firm cream rather than a pourable cream. So cedarol is a good choice for that. Another product that you might be familiar with that relies heavily on cedarol alcohol is the Yves Saint Bernard, San Bernard's Peck conditioner. It's almost totally cedarol alcohol. And cedarol alcohol can um, provide conditioning benefit, soften the hair, sleek the hair and smooth it out. So the cedar oil alcohol is really a very fundamental ingredient to many of the conditioner mask ingredients for human hair and pet care. And it's what we call a good alcohol. Not all alcohols are the drying out kind of alcohols. The fatty acid alcohols such as myristal alcohol, sterile alcohol, cedaril alcohol, those are all in this dogliness product. Those are good alcohols and they can actually provide benefit to the hair as well as make for a nice firm evenly the cedar oil wheat straw glycosides that's listed in the dogliness that's a super emulsifier that's vegetable based and that makes every all of their other little goodies totally evenly distributed within the cream cedar oil alcohol is a good thing and you cannot just judge an alcohol by its name. 
you need to look and see if it's a uh, a volatile alcohol that uh, that's going to kind of dry out the skin and disappear, or if it's a fatty acid, high molecular weight that's going to sit there and do things for the hair and skin. Okay. There is benefit to having the alcohol that evaporates away, right? I mean, don't we need that for drying? Well, those alcohol like that in some products has a place. It's not that it's a bad alcohol. It's not as beneficial. Every ingredient in the world has pros and cons. You know, everything has its good side and then... It's not so good side. Some have very few not so good, but volatile alcohols, they're very good in spray products to keep the spray apparatus from clogging. Okay, so they do have a good function somewhere. They have a function to the formula, but maybe not to the skin and hair. Okay. And you're talking masks like you would actually put a mask on a dog with hair? I'm just curious for my own interest on that one. A conditioner mask is not like an eye mask. It's more like a creamy mask? It's just a name for a heavy-duty, deep conditioner. Because I just have this image of, like in the jerk, where she puts the green mask on the guy's face and then takes it off. Not like that. No, it's not like that. Okay. Many masks are rinse-off masks. This Dogliness Cream is not a rinse-off. And I I did find another human hair mask that is very similar to this. In fact, this even uses the same term, nasties. And it's Coco and Eve hair mask. Coco and Eve. And it costs... $34 for three ounces. So it's also a $10 an ounce product and it's uh, full of good kind of vegetable base. It's kind of a coconut here, cocoa and Eve, like a virgin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, I should use that. (laughs) Coconut and fig hair mask. Ah. with shea butter and argan oil for hair repair and hydration. So you could buy that. But you know what? You can also buy Trader Joe's has a a deep conditioner in a tube, and you can buy two tubes for $17 off of Amazon. And it's probably going to be just about as good as these products. Well, good to know. Shop wisely, people. Shop wisely wisely. You don't have to spend a fortune just because some show people swear by a product. You can if you want, but you don't have to. Yeah, you can if you want. It's your money. (laughs) It's your dog. And, you know, we understand how critical it is when you're showing a dog, whether it is in a dog show or perhaps a grooming contest. And you want the utmost coat, the best coat that you can get. So that's when you start to rationalize spending a fortune on products. But it's just possible that you can get a terrific result without all of that 
expense. In the case of dogliness, you are paying for what's not there. You're paying for that. Because when you remove no this, no that, no number three, no number four, no number five, and many, many no more, right? Yeah. You are narrowing down the choices for the formulator, narrowing them down to not readily available, affordable ingredients. You are narrowing down the basket from which they can draw out products. And so you are paying for what's not there as well as for what is there. Does that make sense? It certainly does. I just came up with that shit on my own. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, applause for <laughs> that. that takes me before. <laughs> That's right. Okay. So think about that. Now, what do I, I'm going to say one more thing. All right. Product line that I like a lot, and I happen to know that a lot of show people are going for this product, it's the L'Oreal Elviv line. And they have a damage control conditioner in a jar that it just happens to contain a bunch of those things that Dugliness thinks are nasties. But it costs, you know, like maybe $5 for a jar. And it's great for dog hair. Cool. I love a shortcut. <laughs> it just requires, instead of a leap of spending money, it requires a leap into products marketed for humans. And I'll take that leap blindfolded. I'll take that leap any day. <laughs> Not blindfolded because I look at the ingredients. But I think in an educated way, you can use human products I really like the Elviv line of coat uh, repair. All right. Hey, thanks for pulling yourself together to be here this morning, Barbara. I really appreciate hey, it. We have one more topic that we wanted me to kind of address. We did have one more topic. The question was raised after we talked about the best shot, one shot deodorant products. The, the question was raised. That's a three product system. It includes a shampoo, a conditioner, and a spray, much as the de-shedding system contains a shampoo, a conditioner, and a spray. So do I need to use all three products? Yeah. Barbara, do you need to use all three products? No, but if you want to get the very best results that the manufacturer can offer you, you want to use the all three products. And when you start to use that system. You want to use all three products. Now, in the case of the one shot, you may not need the spray. The person that needs the spray is the owner at home that might want to spray the dog in between visits or might want to spray the dog's bedding. But yeah, if it's a really stinky dog, you want to use all three products. The shampoo is designed to remove dirt and debris and odor. 
right? Right. And the cyclodextrins in the shampoo are these little basket-shaped molecules that scoop up the odor and and kind of hold it in there until it can be rinsed off. And then the conditioner comes along and it deposits the cyclodextrin so that they're there to capture any odor that might come around a little later. And the spray is just the top finish so that you know that dog's not going to go home with any odor being able to reach the nostrils of the pet owner. But if you need to exclude one product of that, I would exclude the spray. Now, with the Best Shot 3 product de-shedding shampoo, we can ask the same question. Do you need to use all three? Formulator has developed those three products to work together. It's not just a marketing tool to sell you three instead of one. That shampoo is a detergent. It's meant to remove. The conditioner is a conditioner that's designed to add slip to the coat. You can't put enough conditioner in a detergent shampoo that cleans that's going to really do the job of the de-shedding. So you need to use the conditioner and the spray. The magic wand. It's the magic wand. I mean, I know I went a while thinking I don't need to use the spray. I use the spray all the time. It's the conditioner that I sometimes don't use. Sometimes I don't use the conditioner too, but the spray is the magic wand. And you don't want to skip the spray uh, in the DSHED project. The bottom line is that when there is a three or four, whatever, there is a line of product that's been formulated to be used together, start out using them and use them according to the directions. For heaven's sakes, read the label. Yes. People don't, my, my bathers never read the label. They can have a product that says shake well before using. They never shake it. Uh, Help me, Lord. I Help know. Me. I know it. Like, just make them read the label, please. So I, sometimes I take those products and I write shake me in big, bold Bird words. <laughs> God damn it. Shake me. <laughs> it's like when you take a recipe for the first time. Follow the recipe exactly before you right. start experimenting with it, right? Try it out exactly the way the recipe was written. Use the products exactly the way the manufacturer has suggested. Then go off label. Then do what you want. But try it the way they suggest first. Exactly. Do what she says. And yes, absolutely. Hey, I, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for being here, Barbara. Thank you everyone for coming and listening. And remember, if you can help us out with Barbara's situation in Tucson, maybe get a few of your grooming friends together to support. Yeah, and don't get in touch with me. Get in touch with Susie. Yes. Yeah. Just reach out to me. You know, I'm sorry. I'm not operating on 35%, but I'm probably operating on 55% right now. Just need 
a light hand here. So reach out to me, either DM me. I'm not as good with my email as I am on Messenger and or on our Facebook group. So those are two ways to really get me easily. And happy grooming, everyone. See you next time on the Groom Pod. Bye-bye now. Take care of yourselves, not like I do. <laughs> and Barbara, we love you. Oh, thank you, Susie.